doing it. Doing the thing. No, this is not Z. No, this is not Judd's Buds. Z had a, a conflict that came up, so instead, we thought it'd be way more fitting here for your Friday enjoyment to bring in our boys from MNCAA. We've got our gopher representation with Drew Cove and Nick Maxson. We're flipping the table here a little bit. He is no longer running point. He's not the host. He actually gets to put on all of his red, black, and white. Go Huskies, woo. What's going on, boys? Let's see how the question master does now uh, Now that he doesn't have the questions. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, boy. Uh, He's going to answer my questions with questions. <laughs> let, let's, see what, let's see what the Gophers do without a five-minute major. I'd like to see that. So. Okay. Uh, We're going good. right for that. That's okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's where we'll start because that's the, the freshest game. Um, yeah. I, I, let's, let's, let's lead with the uh, friendly version, and then Max and you can, uh, as you said before we jumped on RKO. Yeah. Um, so, Cove, let's hear it, man. Uh, obviously, range of emotions in this game. Break it down. Boy, what a scary start. Can you, like, I mean, after the first period, Gopher fans were in absolute just doom mode, doom scrolling Twitter, doom thoughts. I mean, they were like, all right, it's it's St. Cloud versus AIC. It's Holy Cross again. Because um, all week, basically, everyone was saying, it's not gonna be Holy Cross again. I mean, it could be because it's because it's Canisius, but it's not gonna be Holy Cross again. And then after the first period, it was like, whoa, this could really be Holy Cross. And then mm. and then they take the two one lead. Can like, <laughs> oh, that that wasn't even your that wasn't even folks. like bottom. Yeah, because I think like after the first period, that was like a lot of time, like a lot of downtime when the team wasn't playing. The fan the fan base, I think, just collectively, especially on Twitter, just kept just spiraling. And then the game kind of got back on, and then they didn't really look much better. Um, to be honest, I think the first period was not good. I'm um, just like as a whole, I don't think it was like completely terrible, but it was not good at all because it was just a lot of a lot of disjointed play, a lot of bouncing pucks. They didn't know how the boards worked. Um, it was, I mean, Jackson Nelson entering the zone was really good. Are you telling me, Drew, um, that the Matt physics Nass department really at good. the Golden Gophers didn't send out the folks to tell me what the ricochet ratio was in that boards in Fargo? I mean, all hearing? I got to say is the boards in Fargo were dead. They were extremely dead. As dead as Mankato's uh, title host. <laughs> yes. They, oh, they were not great. And, I mean, you saw it with, like, a red pit, like, got, like, he tried to bounce one off the boards to himself, and it just, like, went, like, six inches and died and it was like oh boy it turned into a turnover yeah a lot of lazy turnovers a lot of lazy kind of zone breakouts it didn't seem like the defensemen were all that interested in retrieving the puck at times but they turned it around and uh they before the five on three they were able to get a couple of goals they they did have a three two lead headed into the third and uh obviously the the five uh the five in a major uh penalty uh, really kind of secured things and gave the Gophers the confidence they needed. They scored a couple quick, and then they just dominated from there on out. And I think that's the way fans are expecting them to look, I mean, like, through the whole game, like, from the get-go, um, especially the way they played five-on-five five after that. But it was uh, it was tenuous there for a minute, and then they uh, just go hang a nine spot on them. They were down 2-1, and then ends up 9-2, which is just incredible. So... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, the blood pressure. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Exactly. Before, we, exactly, yeah. before we go over to Nick, two things real quick. First, uh, for a friend of the show, Caleb, who religiously tries to spread false notions that I have like seven ice cubes in my whiskeys. You two can both confirm right now there is zero ice in this motherfucker. This is for well, you, Caleb. I'm so hold on. Can I ask a question like though? How long has that been? Stars, how long has that been sitting out though for? Oh, this was this is a victory one. This didn't get poured until the game was over. Okay. <laughs> this this we, one. So Drew, we have we have not confirmed we we saw this drink being poured, right? So therefore, right. we cannot confirm when the ice either was or was not ever placed in that cup. No. Is that correct. Okay. This is one of those episodes. There's only been two ever that mysteriously disappeared. And never got posted. I oh, hope this shit. doesn't end up being okay. one of them. Um, let's, let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I we'll can move past that. that. Uh, no ice in my can of hams here. So I can oh tell you that gosh. much. Yeah, definitely so. not a watered down beverage. Of any how's that? Sort. How's that? No, no, not at all. With you, Drew. Holy shit. Uh, now, now, <laughs> to flip it though, uh, 
there was a particular fan of the Gophers that emphasis on fan who talked to you a few days ago about the importance of the Huglin line. Would you care to say any words that we don't know who this person is. They don't need to be addressed by name, but would you like to say any words to that individual who's out there somewhere? Vindicated. I got to say, I think, I think the Huglin line looked really good. I think their, their floor checking looked really good. I think the goal by Huglin looked really good. Obviously the phantom uh, tripping penalty, I think uh, we can kind of throw away in the wash, but they're right. You're right. I think this is, that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a line that would need to to do really well to have this team uh, succeed at this stage in the season. And look at that. They, they, they kind of took some of the mantle, especially when the top line was um, not necessarily thriving for much of the game, uh, even though the team's fortunes did uh, change. I think even before they started really clicking on all cylinders there, but yeah, that's a he's an he's an important force, and his dangles sometimes can really really shock a lot of defensemen that uh, are expecting just okay, we get a respite from Logan Cooley doing that to us or Jimmy Snuggery doing doing that to us. Yes, Mister Huglin, as they like to call him, Huggy, um, Mister Huglin. Huggy. Yeah, Huggy. I, I, I think I think Huggy. my favorite one from the the color tonight though was uh, them like talking during the five minute power play. Hobie Baker nominee Logan Cooley passes over to Nyes. Mm, oops. She's probably zero awareness of who that is or that he's also nominated, but that's okay. Zero, yeah. and I'm actually surprised that that broadcast chance. crew knew they were in a hockey game, not a football game. That's actually, this, this is valid. <laughs> oh, man. Now, Max, I want to hear it from the flip side, though, from you. Yeah. How excited were you for a little bit that Canisius might have been your matchup on Saturday? Let's be real. None, because we did not really expect Canisius just to pull that off. Let's be real. Even at uh, two to one, you didn't think there was a chance. No, no. Okay. Because right. here's because and here, let's be honest, right? St. Cloud State fans, as 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 maybe obnoxious as we are, um, we're also very realistic. Uh Kanish just put up one hell of a fight. Let's be real. And you know, comparatively cool. speaking, uh, St. Cloud and uh, Gophers Knights were both essentially flipped by a penalty. Let's be real, right? It was the five-minute major uh, against Canisius that really allowed the Gophers to settle down in the third. And for St. Cloud, it was the power play uh, that got them the one nothing lead that allowed them to kind of settle in as well because they were not the best team in the first half, right? Uh, so, uh, no, um, you know, was there maybe a slight bit of like, ooh, this could be something if it stays this way? Sure, but... Uh, the minute we saw that, uh, say, contact to the head, the game was over. Uh, I think everybody in, in hockey world knew that. Um, SS Hoskies fans knew it. And honestly, at the end of the day, if you're going to go in and if you're going to win the national championship, you're going to have to go through some of the best competition in the country. So bring on the maroon and gold and we're ready for them. Because uh, last I checked, uh, Drew Cove, uh, not a regulation win against St. Cloud so far this season, if I check my notes I do think I can verify those notes, unfortunately. Okay. Un unsubstantiated. We're moving on. Um, <laughs> Max, Max and let's, let's flip it then over to your game, like you mentioned already, right? Yeah. Both teams kind of went through similar struggles here, didn't really get the right start, but had fortune go their way and were able to capitalize, which is what you have to do at this time of year. But very different opponents, obviously. Yes. In Canisius and Mankato. What did you see, like, what wasn't working? And then what did you kind of see evolve once the team actually turned it on? So what was working, I think, is where I want to start, is St. Cloud was committed to blocking lanes. They were shot blocking the crap out of Mankato. Uh, if you actually were to look at the shot chart uh, for the Mavericks against St. Cloud, uh, a lot of sharp angle shots. They were coming from the perimeter. There wasn't really a lot of grade A chances. Now, granted, Make it had a couple of them. They just couldn't capitalize on them. Uh, but St. Cloud didn't really give them much. Uh, for St. Cloud, it was playing the 200-foot game. They wanted to play offensively below the goal line. They wanted to wear the Mankato defenseman core down. It eventually got that way. But the reality is, and I'll give Mankato credit, they were the better team for the first half of that game uh, when essentially Mietnan drew that call that got them on the power play and they ended up capitalizing on that. Uh, that changed the entire momentum of that game. Uh, so credit St. Cloud, their power play has been one of the best in the country since, well, the last couple of seasons have bailed them out there. And you just saw a completely different St. Cloud squad after that moment. Uh, they really took control. Uh, they felt more comfortable. And similar to the Gophers, you know, the Gophers game was, you know, a lot of sort of hope plays, you know, everybody's nervous. 
uh, but once you get one, you know, back behind the netminder, it just, you kind of settle down a bit. You have a lead and it's like, okay, guys, we got this. Let's settle down. What we don't have to, you know, essentially worry about things anymore in their head, right? And then they just turned it on cruise control. And, and for Mankato, uh, then it was just a, a, essentially a stretch of they were, they had to pressure. And they're not a team that likes to play chase. They're a team that likes to play for ahead. They like to play a defensive shutdown structure. And when they went down to nothing, you could see that they were trying to pinch. Uh, they were trying to essentially suffocate forecheck-wise. And that they just didn't know how to control the puck in the offensive zone. So uh, St. Cloud got a fortunate bounce. They took advantage of it. But more importantly... Uh, they knew how to play with the lead and shut down Mankato. So good game for St. Cloud, good game for Minnesota, and it's going to show what a game uh, we have to come out of this regional here in the, uh, on Saturday. I mean, it feels like the ending that we all deserve for sure. Yes. And I, I definitely, like, I'm a gopher guy through and through, but I definitely try and watch the Huskies as much as I can, but I'm certainly Without not throwing up every single game. Come on now. I actually, like, I'm one of the people that largely, like, I pull for Minnesota teams as long as they're not playing the Gophers. Like, I if the Gophers were, I mean, it's a little bit tougher, obviously, if like St. Cloud were to beat the Gophers to go to the Frozen Four. Yes. But like, if we're in different regionals and the Gophers get beat today by Canisius and St. Cloud's still alive, I'm cheering for St. Cloud. Like, you know that that's just kind of how I am. I care more about the state. But I mean, you got you got more St. Cloud you know colors on your wall behind you than you do Gophers colors. So. Well, first Just off, Marco saying. Rossi, I don't know if you've heard, but he's... It's Rossi, by the way. Get his yeah, that's freaking right. name right. Marco Rossi, yes. Marco yes. Rossi. But uh, I don't know if you've heard, he like scores a bunch of goals in the AHL, so he should actually be called up to the wild immediately because he'd be their best player. It translates oh. very directly. Oh, okay. I don't know if you follow certain publications on Twitter, but it, it's been substantiated for sure. Okay, um, sure. I actually went intentionally to try and be neutral here today. I got my maroon, and then I got a rep, you know, Mark Parrish's Northland Vodka. There you go. Is obviously okay. good mediator. I like that. Um, but I, I can say from the bits that I watched, especially watching the series against the Gophers, going to the game up in St. Cloud, uh, man, what you led with there, just getting in lanes and blocking shots like that feels like the team's MO, their identity. And it's it's something where I feel like that's kind of been the Mankato vibe as well. Except yeah. on the flip side, St. Cloud just has a little bit more of that go. They've got more of the firepower. Like it's kind of more like the Mankato that we've seen in past years where they have like a Nathan Smith. And maybe you don't necessarily have the direct Nathan Smith comparable, but you have just a little extra something when I feel like you kind of had the same identity as this team and it made it a little bit more of a dogfight because you guys are both trying to accomplish the same game plan. I would agree with that. The, the, like you said, the big difference is, is with Minnesota state, you don't really have, you know, that offensive go-to guy with St. Cloud, you know, at different times throughout the season, you, you got your Grant Crookshanks, you've got your Yami Kranilas, you have your VD Miatin who scored the opening goal. Uh, and then you've got some depth scoring too from Adam Ingram and a, a second round pick of the Nashville Predators, right? So uh, they've been, shall we say, timely in their contributions. Uh, but St. Cloud, mind you, you know, back before uh, essentially the the NCHC quarterfinals, they were struggling hard yeah. after the departure of Dylan Anhorn. Uh, this team really had to sort of refine itself, you know, its identity. I mean, this team was a, a transition hockey team. This team was a push for check team. And when he went down, there really wasn't a defenseman that uh, they could essentially count on to just if there was no passing option, just to carry the puck out of the zone, get to the red line or make something happen. We've seen that in Spurs with Jack Peart. I think he's been one of their best defensemen over the last couple of weekends. Because Not if you ask Marissa Voss. Yeah, well, she's not here, so that's fine. Uh, <laughs> that, that, was, but, that, yeah. that was funny. <laughs> right. But at the end of the day, um, I, I think if you're true hockey fans, and, and for Minnesota Wild fans, right, if you wanted to see progression from Jack Pierre, you've seen that the past couple of weekends. In fact, if, if I were to post my ballot for NCHC uh, players of the tournament, he would have been on there. I voted for him as one of the best defensemen. He certainly took strides that I think that we all wanted to see earlier in his uh, sophomore season, he did finally do that, and he's going to have to continue that. There's no question, and, and if they're going to have any chance against the Gophers, he'll have to repeat that exact same performance. So uh, good for them, good for St. Cloud, but uh, at the end of the day, you know they're not the offensive juggernaut they once were, 
Um, they're having to play a defense first system and then try to be opportunistic on offense. Uh, we saw that against Mankato. They'll really have to dial in against Minnesota, who again is very similar, right? Where they have the firepower to push the pace and to really suffocate you in the forecheck. Uh, but I do feel like St. Cloud, you know, they have a game plan. They worked with them in the regular season in January. Granted, this is now March and the games are a little bit different. Shall we say game? It's one game. It's not plural. It's singular. So we'll see how the Gophers handle that, right? And I think this is a good test for either squad because well, I think all of us in this room would agree that whoever comes out of this matchup on Saturday uh, with Denver now bounced has a pretty good shot to make it to the uh, to the to the Frozen Four Championship game just based on uh, the bracket and how it's uh, how it's laid out. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, Drew, over to you. Anything that you saw in particular today from that matchup with Mankato and St. Cloud, like anything that stood out as things that you either are like, ooh, okay, this could be fun, or things that you're like, oh shit, like this this doesn't look great. <laughs> it did look I mean, I I'll be fully transparent too. I picked Mankato to win that game today. Um I thought they were gonna be the Mankato world that you talked about and uh, it looked like St. Cloud did a better job of being Mankato of two years ago and yep. really, really did it. And I think they were suffocating. Um, they made a Mankato team that's looked good at times um, really, really falter. And that that if if I, if you're looking from a Gophers perspective, that's that's got to scare you a little bit because I think it's like the same thing all over again uh, from the Gophers. It's kind of like struggling in a in an NCAA tournament game in a game they should win, and then. Also, coming up against a team that's in-state rival that they've had a lot of troubles with over the, I mean, even the last 10 years, they've just struggled with St. Cloud. But I I do worry, too, about Caster. I, th I think he looked tremendous today. And not just making the routine saves, but making the saves that, like, like a hot goalie makes, you know? And it's, mm -hmm. like, the guy who wins the whole tournament for you and, like, makes, like, three, four saves in a game that keeps your team in it each game for four straight games. It, it looked it looked incredible, and I think it was watching some of those highlights back, even the second, third time, it was like, wow, this guy was on. Um, and the Gophers are going to have to hope that either their scoring can get past it or he's not on on Saturday. So a few things that scare you, but, I mean, it should be a fun game and, like, more fun, I think, from a Gopher fan perspective because I don't think it'll be as, like, low and high. I don't think it'll be as, like, wow, this team looks disjointed and looks like they've never played together before to all right let's hang six goals in like three minutes and and just and just cruise like it's like it's the u.s under 18 team kind of thing so yeah, this is i think fair. yeah i mean i think it's i think it's a more fun game because it's obviously uh in-state rival and it should be a lot of fun because it's uh exercising some demons for gopher fans and uh yeah it should be a, just a really competitive fun game because like i mean region of death you know what? I mean, it's going to be fun. You can't you can't deny that uh, all the Minnesota teams facing off at least at some point is 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 a really fun thing uh, for the sport in this state. Can I toot the Gophers horn for a sec, Hoppy? Because let's take the first thirty minutes of the St. Cloud game. Right, they were on their heels. I mean, honestly, Mankato was the better team for the first half of that game. So. If Gopher fans are scared, and I do think that there's reason for them to be nervous, right? Because I think St. Cloud, uh, as far as you know after that penalty looked like the St. Cloud team, but let's not forget before then they were not good. Uh, they were stuck in their own zone for minutes at a time. Uh, Mankato was the aggressor. St. Cloud did not take the, you know, off the glass and out options. They weren't just relieving pressure. So sometimes St. Cloud can get caught in their own heads. And if for Minnesota fans, if you want to take advantage of St. Cloud, you have to do it at this drop of the puck. Right. And we've seen that a couple of times. So, there's a glimmer of hope there. And for saying, you know, for Huskies fans, it's you got to watch that first period in the half. If St. Cloud looks the same way that against Mankato, it's going to be trouble because again, uh, Minnesota is a team where once they get the lead, good freaking luck. They're going to have confidence. They're going to have their swagger and, and good luck stopping the, the juggernaut of offense that they have rolling for the first, they're their top nine. It's not just a top six or top three. They have a top nine that can score, right? Uh, St. Cloud can answer. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're not a team that's built the chase. Um, if you get them in, in penalty trouble, their penalty kill has been terrible. 
but on the flip side, if you give him a, a shot in the PP, uh, look out as well. So this is an intriguing matchup, Drew. Um, and I say that yeah. because it's not just because I want to buy you Culver's or anything, because you, me, and Caleb really have like a Culver's date that we actually need to yeah. go on to. Yeah. Uh, it's Absolutely. just too bad they don't serve like red wine or, you know, just something classy, because that's what I like to do on my dates to take, you know, taking something classy. Oh, um, oh but, I didn't know it was that <laughs> serious. I mean, I, I know, right? Crazy. Right. But, at, but at the end of it, Hoppy, uh, this is great for Minnesota collegiate hockey, right? You have, you know, the last two Minnesota teams standing, they're in the regional final. Uh, the, the winner goes on to Tampa with arguably the, you know, maybe the best route now to go to the frozen, uh, the championship game and, uh, what theater, right? Uh, it's great for both programs in terms of recruiting in terms of namesake. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know. It's going to be a tough matchup. Yeah, no, it's, it, and to your point though, Maxon, like I, I can say straight up going into this tournament, my one wish is that St. Cloud was not our two. And mm-hmm. it's not even that I think that they're like the best two, there's an argument to be made for it for sure, but you just saw in the series with the Gophers and you kind of saw for both teams throughout the year. It, it's not the best matchup for the Gophers. Correct. Like you said, if they can get out to an early lead, good luck, but yep. St. Cloud's not that team that you can characteristically look at seeing that early lead come out. And for me, that was my big takeaway from the start of that game, right? Cause you, you're totally right. I, I feel like they did a really good job of taking away lanes and like suppressing a lot of opportunities. But when they got caught in their zone for long stretches, there were definitely big opportunities that there was. You know, if there was a Nathan Smith, right? They're probably scoring a couple of goals there. And if don't forget Dryden those... McKay, why the hell are you leaving his name off this list? Come on. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, the, the, the Obi Baker winner that is absolutely not worthy of the record. <laughs> <laughs> that makes all the sense in the world. I know, right? But, but uh, for me, though, it really stood out as like, okay, if the Gophers are getting these kind of chances, they're burying them. Like, yes, th- that's the, I see the same thing you see. Like, if St. Cloud comes out to start the way they did, in trouble. But we can obviously say the same thing about the Gophers. So, like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Yeah, uh, yeah. That was, yeah, that was going to be my next point, too. I mean, I think just, like, both teams kind of mirrored each other in terms of like slow starts, kind of yep. trepidatious starts. And if it, if, if it turns out like that, I mean, the first team, the, the team that comes out in the first period, I don't think they're going to, they're not going to be able to come back the way that like the Gophers did today. Like if, if they come out and play a, a pretty lackadaisical their first 30 minutes against St. Cloud, I mean, you can come back on it, obviously, as we've seen against Canisius, but like St. Cloud, that's, that's a much different animal. So, I mean, yeah, but I think vice versa. If, like, St. Cloud comes out slow, I think it's tough to come back on the Gophers. And if no. the Gophers come out slow, it's going to be tough to come out. True, come though, let's, let's, let's be a little bit nicer because Maxon, like, he really pulled out all the stops to stroke off the Gophers. You just saying they're a different animal. Like, give us 30 to 60 seconds here of just saying nice things about this Husky squad. They beat the Gophers 3-0 Thank earlier you. this year. They shut them out. 15 seconds, that's enough. <laughs> I mean, no. I wish I had a lot to say. I mean, I like I've said, I, I mean, the games I've seen of St. Cloud this year, other than the Gophers ones, I mean, Jackson Caster's look, looked, out, looked outstanding. And I think it's something that um, I think the Gophers were worried about heading into the season, obviously with their goalie kind of being a career third string guy. Career is in college career, third string kind of bench guy. Um, but I mean, it, it, when, you, when you think about it, the Gophers don't have that bona fide uh, kind of uh, heir apparent number one, like not like an Eric, Eric Schuhorn kind of guy who came in as a freshman, was the number one guy. He knew he was going to be the number one guy for like four years. Um, and close just kind of happened onto it. I mean, it's kind of reminiscent to the Kent Patterson year about 10, 11 years ago, where it's just kind of like, all right, he was the guy there ready to go. And it worked out. He was really good. He had a good defense in front of him. And, um, but yeah, I do worry about how the Gophers are going to solve Caster because uh, he yeah. is – he was just making so many good saves. And, uh, yeah, the Grant Cruikshank angle, too. He knows the Gophers. Um, he does. He knows them pretty well. And he has had an incredible year this year. He could not figure it out with the Gophers. And he had, um, in after that transfer, uh, he's really lit it up and been a way better player than he was with the Gophers. Um, and that's probably fit, too. He wasn't, like, a bad player like when he was on the Gophers, but just a better fit. And look at that. He, he – he played extremely well, and I think he's going to be able to 
feel like he's going to be able to give some insights on the way this Gopher squad works, having played with a vast majority of all the players that are on their team. Can I go one further than that on Jackson Caster? Imagine being Jackson Caster as the bona fide number two for essentially the last four years. Uh, David Rennick, uh, again, former, former number one, uh, you know, Huskies goaltender for essentially freshman year, right, uh, gets injured. And then the Huskies go up to the regional in Allentown, which I happen to be in attendance with. And then the Huskies just can't solve a Quinnipiac team. Uh, they lose five to four. And uh, let's just say that uh, social media was not kind to Caster. And after, you know, a really good NCHC uh, frozen faceoff tournament, you know, if, if anybody saw the, the, vote, the video I posted of, of uh, head coach Brett Larson and talking about Castro, he was getting quite emotional. Whereas Castro's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder too, where, uh, you know, essentially he felt like he was blamed for the loss, even though, again, we can talk about goaltending statistics and how, you know, they're much more of a team statistic than the art individual. And uh, if, if there's anything more to fear than just the way Castro's playing is, he's out to prove something. He's out to prove that, hey, you know, last year was not my fault. I was thrust into a situation where it was a, it was a lose-lose. Um, I put up my best effort. Uh, we were leaky defensively, which the team was in front of them, uh, and they fell one goal short, right? So uh, if anything, this is, you know, for St. Cloud to come into this matchup and for Caster, he's dialed in right now. And it's certainly a different animal than going in against Mankato where they just they just don't have the namesake power. You don't have Cooley. You don't have Snuggeroo. You don't have Nice who took they can take over games at a moment's notice, right? So if, if St. Cloud fans have a worry, that is, you know, you can get to – the playoff games with team and skill, but skill can also get you to the next round if your team is not playing the right way. And Minnesota has loaded with talent right now. So uh, at the end of it, uh, Caster, yeah, he's playing for a namesake. He's playing, uh, you know, to kind of prove a lot of people wrong, which is dangerous in of itself. But oh, look out, you know, his antithesis is those three players that we, we just aforementioned. And uh, you can't count any of those guys out because at a moment's notice, it's their game versus everybody else. And that's a scary thing for Oski's fans. Yeah. And it's too bad too, because like you're talking about the whole like background and like how cool the come up is for Caster. And I'm, I'm trying to draw parallels with Justin close and I can't come up with anything. It's not, it's um, not the same. <laughs> it's not. And, and, and don't get I, I me think, wrong. I think, I think there's similarities. I'm definitely being cheeky here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, There's uh, some similarities, but, but I, I no, think we're, you're, you're yeah. totally right, though. Like I, I again, I'm just being cheeky. Um, now, real Forward quick, here. then I, I've definitely got uh, just kind of final thoughts here. I'm going to have you guys kind of follow my prompt, but because you guys are assholes, we have we are Thanks. a fresh bottle of Weller Special Reserve. Since I polished off the last of my maker's mark, and I'm not going to open a new one, we have an empty glass. All right. Caleb, are you watching this? to me so far. He will be. That's good. I'm sending, okay. I'm sending this to him as often as he sends the uh, Mavericks <laughs> gift to Marissa. Hold on. That glass went below the camera line. Yeah, Get it went below the camera. Up. He's switching it out. He, he changed there it. There we go. He's had the logo on it before. That looks okay. We can see it. I have, I have it's about the same level. No, the next, so the next step needs there to go There is towards. no possible way that ice could have melted that quickly. Or I would drink this and it would be the worst experience of my life. It'd be even worse than. Well, you're not choking yet, but you know, that's, so, you so know, here we go. The gophers. That's okay, fine. Ready? Yep. We're ready. Put it, put it in the Louvre. So put it in the Louvre. Just, just. No, that's delightful. Seriously. Come on. Mm. Hang it up. I mean, I'll give that. Do I, I should have had a sign like a 10 out of 10. That was a 10 out of 10 reveal. Where's my soundboard? Nowhere that. near as good as Jack Ramsey's mustache. If we're comparing no, directly. That was a hundred out of 10. Still, it's still like, there you go. It was whatever. So, but delicious, by the way, anyone that's into bourbon, of course, it's not very easy to find anyone that goes to like any part of Texas. This shit will just be lining the shelves because no one cares about it down there. No one drinks whiskey. No. And you can get this for 50 bucks. Whereas up here, I could probably sell a full bottle of this for like at least 150 because that's how crazy the fucking taters are for their bourbon up here. I, I, I did not pay that. I was lucky enough to have a friend that went out to Dallas and brought me a bottle. So God there bless you go. their soul. Connection God bless their it. soul. But uh, to, to round this out, and I'll certainly give you both time to discuss whatever you'd like at the end here if you even have any energy left after this long day to kick off the tournament, but I'm old hoppy, but I'm not that old. Let's go. 
Fair enough. Let's go. Come on. All right. Let's Max, go. for you. Yeah. The Huskies will lose if. The Huskies will lose if they have a repeat 30 minutes that they had tonight. They will absolutely lose this game if they're on their heels for the first period and a half. They have to come out as the aggressor. They have to play behind the Gophers' defense. They have to control the forecheck and puck possession. And again, like you know, we, we, it sounds cliche when we talk about this, but puck management against a team that is so explosive on offense as the Gophers are, uh, it's even more imperative, right? So I think for St. Cloud, that's how they lose if they're on their heels, if they allow – if they're coming into this as weather the storm, uh, they're not going to come out on top because there's no way with the Gophers, their creativity, um, the way that their offensive skill is, those are the chances that they will bury that the Mankato Mavericks did not tonight. So that's how well they'll lose if they're on their heels and they're not dictating the pace of play. Fair. Now, Drew, the Gophers will win if... Oh, come on. You give them the win oh, boy. See, I was just preparing for the other Because he was preparing for the other one, Max. And Jeez. Keep up. Keep up. Jeez. Um, Got to keep him on his toes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if, if, the defense can, if the defense can settle down and retrieve pucks efficiently and break out, I think the Gophers are going to be just fine. Um, but that's also incumbent down the, the forwards kind of putting themselves in a good position to get pucks away from probably a very aggressive and, and – uh, I mean, suffocating forecheck from the Huskies. Thanks, Melrose. Um, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's the meanest good, thing you could have possibly said to him. I know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it, it, it definitely hurts a little bit more in the heart than I think I'm showing in my face. But, uh, I thought it hurt more in the haircut, uh, but apparently it doesn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> but still, either way, I mean, the Gophers are going to need to be efficient out of their own zone. And if they can't do that, they're going to get hemmed in. They're going to get down by a goal. And then it'll be, I mean, it's not going to be the same thing against Kanisha. It's, it'll be it, it'll be way closer to being over if they give up a couple of goals early and they're not, not able to get one themselves. So um, just defend, the defense needs to feel that urgency to get out of the zone and to make crisp passes. Because in the times when they looked confused today, they were just overshooting it by a couple of feet and just turnover neutral to turnover, turnover, losing a puck battle on the wall. And then they just, they, they were stuck in their own zone for so long. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'd even kind of give the equivalency to just the quicksand effect, right? Like you go down by one or two against St. Cloud and you're like pushing and driving and trying to get out of that hole and you're just burying yourself even more because mm -hmm. you're not playing your game. Uh, Maxon, now you get to have fun. The Huskies are going to win if? The Huskies are going to win if they make the Gophers play a 200-foot game. That's really what it comes down to for me is you saw with St. Cloud during that 30 minutes where they were essentially the, the not the best team, right, is some of the things they did well was they were getting pucks behind their D. Now, granted, they weren't forechecking effectively. They weren't sustaining pressure on the forecheck. But they at least said, you know what? This is not our shift. Let's live to fight another day, and let's not make it harder amongst ourselves. I think if you're going to beat the Gophers like they did back in January, you have to play behind the Gophers' defense, which means you're going to have to get the pucks deep. Yes, cliche. Go ahead, Drew. Let's hear it. Get Come pucks on, Drew. deep? Get pucks, get pucks deep. deep, yes. Get pucks deep, yes. Puck, you know, puck and G's uh, pass shoot score. Yes, Coneheads. Yes, I get it. So, uh, <laughs> but seriously, that, that's really how they're going to win. And honestly, get traffic in front of Justin Close. Uh, I think the greasy goals, that is a Dave Shyak, you know, sort of, what do you call it? Uh, it's it's sort of part of the Bible that St. Cloud State has to, you know, to win. Uh, that's how they did it in 2021, just a couple of years ago, when they beat BCMBU, essentially the, the which they aforementioned, B-Pont Regional, to get themselves to Pittsburgh for the Frozen Four. That's how you're going to have to beat the Gophers. As if you give them space, if you don't crush them, you don't take time with space away from them, uh, they're going to run all over you, regardless uh, of where which zone it is. You know, Drew, and here's where I disagree with you on this. The Huskies, even if they're up 2-0 or 2-1, that's not enough. Uh, I, I think the Gophers have enough talent, and I think they have enough resolve where if you play the game that way, they will eventually bite you. St. Cloud has to play a smart game plan. They have to do what exactly they did tonight. Take away lanes, keep them to the perimeter, uh, and essentially sacrifice bodies in the defensive zone. Offensive zone, I'm more or less worried that 
you know, let's not just be a rush team, right? Sometimes you saw that against Mankato. Let's just, you know, get a nice, you know, chance off the rush. Let's not sustain offensive pressure. You do that against the Gophers. They're a very good transition team themselves. They will throw that punch right back at you. And then this time they will bury it. So to me, you have to have possession in the offensive line. Wear them down behind their own defense. And, you know, anything as far as a shot on net is a good thing. That's how St. Cloud wins this hockey game is playing a greasy type grinded type role like they did tonight against Mankato. And I'm actually going to take a turn. The Gophers will win if Caster gets pneumonia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would, I think, be a logical result there. I know it's like super unrealistic. Like that would never happen in the. You guys really that afraid of Caster? (laughs) No, it's yeah. I'm I'm, I'm more taking I'm more taking stabs at the uh, the unfortunate circumstances that happened in recent years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pneumonia. Which is insane, though, because, like, I think we all know that that team was primed to win a couple games in that tournament if they had a healthy goalie. I think, you know, and it's hard to say, right, because, you know, when you have a good goaltender, you know, the relationship and, you know, shall we say the just knowing the game right between the defenseman and the goaltender is one thing. Yeah, I was there, right? There was a couple of, of goals. I, I'm sure if you were to ask Jackson Caster off the record, he'd like to have back. Sure, I'll, I'll give you that. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it, and if you want to get really pseudo St. Cloud, right? If you watch back some of that game tonight, there were some rebounds that Caster left out in front of his crease that had wide open net in front of him. The St. Cloud defense did a really good job collapsing and clearing those rebounds out that it didn't allow Mankato to get those second and third chance opportunities like you're looking for in a game like this, right? So as good as Caster has been, you also have to tip your cap to the St. Cloud defensive core, not only the two D-men themselves, but also the forward two because they did a really good job of tying up sticks, you know, finding the loose man. There wasn't a guy that wasn't uncovered in the slot, so they did a really, really good job in front of them. So you have to tap off to the all six players on the ice here tonight for St. Cloud. Yep. And Cove, I got him to go on that rant intentionally so you could wipe the slate clean. I want no copy-paste yes. saying, yeah, if everything Nick just said, uh, the Gophers will lose. The Gophers will lose this matchup if. It's tough to say that they're not – if they don't come out slow. But, you know, I think if – if they're not able to be creative, I think it's going to be really disappointing uh, for the Gophers that they thrive so much on being really unique in their scoring opportunities. And obviously that top line really thriving um, and doing things that the defense doesn't really expect and making passes that they don't really expect to go through, especially in the neutral zone and kind of entering the zone. Um, I think if, if that connection is off, especially on the top line, I think that, that zaps the energy from their line. And then I think subsequently just down the line, it, it takes it takes all the momentum away from anybody that's trying to make anything happen for the Gophers. Because, I mean, the energy line, the identity line is that top line. And I think while Jackson Nelson can get pucks deep, and uh, I, it, regardless of the situation, and uh, Rhett Pitlick can come in and be aggressive on the, on the forecheck, uh, I, I don't know if that's enough to get the rest of the team going unless that top line is clicking. Cause sometimes, I mean, when Logan Cooley gets a goal, when it, 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 it sparks things. And then you see Bryce Brodzinski get two kind of three. I mean, he had a couple of pipes, but someone threw their hat on the ice tonight, but um, yeah, if, if they're not, if they're limited in their creativity and they're, they look frustrated, the Gophers are, are going to have a real, real tough chance of, of staying in that game or winning that game. Yeah, and I'm going to stay on brand with what I've said this whole time. The Gophers will lose if that Huglin, Pitlick, and, I mean, have they been bouncing that line around a little bit, or is it pretty firmly stapled at this point? It it, it seemed to me that it's like – yeah, because Kurt's been out there, but I mean, I've seen I've seen a couple right. of long shifts for like Cooley and Pitlick, where like they've been on the same line together. So All right, then, then we'll just say the Huglin Pitlick dynamic. If if they don't yeah. come forward, the Gophers might be in trouble because I, I don't know. I feel like you're counting on and expecting that first line to contribute. If they don't, you're screwed. But even if they do show up and play their best game, if you don't have any depth scoring behind them you're still going to have a real tough go of it with this team, especially as we've talked this whole time about how Caster's been playing. You need to have that secondary threat for sure. 
that's going to be a key cog for me personally. And I don't know if I should shout out or disavow or whatever, Veach, but he uh, <laughs> had the nice comment tonight. Uh, I believe it's that it's 2023. Um, and even oh, though Canisius had length, but in 2023, women want Kurth. Oh, Max. Oh, so is, let's, throw, let's, something. let's throw another twist to that. I think both teams also <laughs> need to win the special teams battle, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, both teams would prefer to stay out of the box. Uh, St. Cloud's power play is what got them the one nothing lead against Mankato, which helped settle them down and really sort of spark that team. We know how good Minnesota's power play can be. Um, if they're clicking in all cylinders, mind you, St. Cloud's penalty kill has been atrocious uh, the second half of the season with the loss of Dylan Anhorn. They just have not been good, right? So at the end of it, you know, regardless of what we do at even strength, right, if you can win the special teams battle on either side, that's going to be a deciding factor too. Um, how is it going to go? I don't know, right? Well, I'm, I'm going to interject though, Max, and I'm sure. curious from you to like look at it a little bit more zeroed in. Sure. Which – battle on special teams is going to be more important. The Gophers power TK. play against the yes. St. Cloud penalty kill or the yes. St. Cloud power play against the Gopher penalty kill? And I'll tell you why. It's the Gopher PP against the St. Cloud PK, and here's why. So everybody knows that the Gopher PP is creative. They know they move the puck well. They know that they open up shooting lanes. For St. Cloud, they play this sort of, you know, shall we say weird – PK where they can be super aggressive at times and oftentimes too aggressive. You'll sometimes you'll see three guys on the wall. And if you're good enough for, for Minnesota, you can essentially kind of bait them into getting closer to the wall and then find somebody in the weak side. You're going to have a lot of open ice on the opposite side of the rink. If you're able to find a seam and uh, let's just say a lot of teams have found a way to do that. So to me, that's the more important matchup is the St. Cloud PK versus the Gopher PP because if St. Cloud's PK can be good enough, they got a chance. If you're out there four or five times, uh, St. Cloud's PK has not been great at being at least 50%. They've been under that. And against, uh, shall we say, the talent that's out there for the Gophers, that doesn't work well for St. Cloud. So we said at the last half of the season, uh, St. Cloud needs to be better at even strength. They've been pretty good, uh, but you have to stay out of the box. Otherwise, you're giving a team uh, that has destiny written all up, meaning the Golden Gophers, a chance to really utilize what their strength is, which is their offensive skill. And to me, uh, they will win that battle more, more than not versus the St. Cloud PK. I mean, Drew, do you view it the same way, or do you have any kind of flip opinion on how important the, the Gopher PK is against St. Cloud's power play? I mean, I I think I'd have to agree, just because I do think that the Gophers power play is so lethal. Um, and it is hard to deny all those weapons that the Gophers do have. Um, and I don't think, I mean, defensively, I think the Gophers have been really, really solid this year. So I don't think that the PK would be so uh, disparate from what, I guess, the, the <laughs> from, from what the power play reciprocal would be, I guess, there. But I think, uh, um, yeah, it's just hard to deny the way, especially the way that this power play uh, manhandled Kinesius tonight once it just kind of turned on it was like okay they knew they had five minutes and they looked like a flip switched and it was it was just crazy yep. and and they kind of they dialed it in flipped and... I believe yep 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 sorry you're getting the Isha treatment I have like three uh, times an episode with him to correct him I think his most recent one he definitely thought the actual phrase was to which their own instead of to each their own so oh, we went through hmm. we went through that on Monday that was a uh, a learning experience. So yeah. rest assured, like, that night. doesn't even it's hit a... Isha's top 25 <laughs> list. But, uh, just I had I had to call it out. But uh, yeah, no, it's okay. I mean, I say I say like the in the car in your car. I say I say heat seater all the time. Like it just it's just the way it's like I know it's not. It just it's easier. It's I've easier never heard that one before. I've heard really. The, the flip Can you mute him, Drew? I mean, seriously, what the hell is this heat seater? Jeez. Is this, an episode of is this an episode of Letter Kenny that I'm like about to be like invited to? What is this? Like, oh, you're not the seat heaters, the heat seaters. It's just, it's just you think about it. Yeah. Oh, Stupid. not so bad. Whatever. Oh, well, not All so bad. Right. <laughs> All right. The, the uncomfortable part, then. We got to wrap it up with this, boys. We're doing predictions. Max, and we're kicking off with you. Predictions oh, boy. for the game. And you can be more detailed or you can just give me a score. Don't care. Oh, geez. So. Nine this two. is tough, right? Yeah, exactly. 
9-2 with three empty netters. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I think, you know, albeit aside, I think we all are expecting quite the battle between these two squads, right? I think it's going to be one for the ages. Both these teams have a chance in their own unique ways to make noise. Uh, whoever moves on from this game, my prediction is going to be St. Cloud 3, Minnesota 5. I'm going to have the Gophers on top in this one just because I think, again, St. Cloud just lacks a little bit of that depth offensively. Uh, they had a really good showing against Mankato, but they, it just, again, uh, it's hard to beat a team three times. Uh, St. Cloud beats uh, the Gophers essentially once. They had an overtime loss, but minus Logan Cooley and his heroics, St. Cloud kind of took control of that game. And when it went to overtime three on three, uh, that's where that skill that we see with the Gophers really starts to pay off. Here's the other thing. The Gophers know that half the roster is uh, it has different plans in the offseason. So uh, I, I think that they're really, uh, shall we say, looking at this opportunity in front of them as a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Uh, they're the better team up and down on the depth-wise, and I don't think they're going to let St. Cloud squander that. So I do think there will be an empty net goal. 5-3, uh, the Gophers move on to Tampa, as much as it pains me to say it. The Gophers are the team of destiny coming from Minnesota. And it's funny that you mentioned that piece, though, because, like, I, like, my I'm not mind that funny. Like, what the hell are you general. talking about? I said what you said was funny, not that you were funny oh, saying it. okay, cool. Easy there, bro. No, uh, <laughs> it's just, like, my mind races. Like, I'm always thinking through, like, every possibility. And as soon as Gophers are down two to one, my, like, immediate thought goes to, like, well, if they lose this, like, maybe Nice and Cooley have something to prove and want to come back for one more. That could be real fun. Um, but you're right. There, there's probably other plans. Neither are secured, though. They're not solidified. So I'm going to still hold out hope. I know East they just, is going to hold have out all the hope in the world. But they just haven't scribbled the pen, Hoppy. Come on. it's the, the contract's already printed. They just need to sign the dotted line. Let's be real. I know. Cooley, Cooley wants to play for a different college team. I get it. Um, I get it. It's it's basically the transfer portal. Smaller rink, I get it. Bucks, right? Yeah. Like I'd enter the transfer portal for a million bucks. Come on, everyone's doing it anyways. As we everyone's seen. doing it, but the thing uh, is, in yeah. this case, Lewin Cooley's going to get paid a million bucks, not just a he's worth a million bucks. That's in quotations. That's yes, of, of course. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. All right, Gove. Uh, so, are you going to be polite and reciprocate the the nice gesture from uh, Nick Maxson here and saying that your team would win, or are you going to? Do what I think you're gonna do. No, no, I think you're gonna. I'm gonna do exactly what you think I'm gonna do, and uh, I do have to. I do nine to two gophers. Here we go. Here we go. Nine to two. Yeah, no, nine to two, baby. Here we go. And eight three. Only four of them will be empty nets. There we go. It'll be there'll be four or five five minute power plays. I don't know, but uh, uh, I do have to reciprocate your uh your thoughts when they went down two to one. I wasn't just thinking, oh, maybe Cooley can come back. Maybe some of these other guys can come back. I was just thinking. Man, I think this podcast recording might be, just be miserable. <laughs> might just be I was, miserable. I was very like I had it in the back of my mind. I'm like, Cole's not gonna fucking show up if they lose. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I was. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to face like, Max by myself. Like, oh, man, is Hoppy gonna be a wreck? <laughs> Go for super fan. Uh, oh, state of Hoppy, I, you know. I would. If this was in this Chicago, way. it'd be Bill Swarsky, super fan, and that's a hell that's a hell of a show. You know that little show. bit that I did for you guys, where I like poured the whiskey and then drank it in front of you, and it's already gone. Yeah. I would have done that like six times. So, yeah, it's a good. We feel, been, we feel special. We feel special. Happy C one would have been that Alec Baldwin great. gif or whatever. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm more of so. a Ron Swanson guy. Uh, clear okay. alcohols okay. are for rich women on diets, unless it's Northland vodka, which is absolutely the the whiskey of vodka. There we go. Ooh, that's that's good. Stuff. We'll that's take a good. shirt. Take a shirt. But okay. But, uh, but what's okay. what's the yeah. prediction though, Cove? Delaying the inevitable, um, I do think the Gophers will win. I know, crazy. I did have them winning this regional. I have them winning the national championship. Oh, you were one of the 110 that filled out a bracket under or MNCAA that said Gophers. Uh, no, out of, no, out of no, 173, yeah, yeah. we had 110 that said Gophers. Yep, my my team name is Brock Faber's long lost twin. Um, I figured I had to That's, had to go with that. I don't get it. I don't uh, some multiple people have tweeted. Well, you've seen the pictures. You got to. You're not that good at hockey. You're just you're just good talking hockey. Come on. And <laughs> I mean, Thank think you, about Daniel. It's the nicest Henrik, thing though, anyone's like, ever said about me. Like, I know. <laughs> Henrik was a captain. Daniel was just kind of there. Like, 
Yeah. He could be Faber's like. He was also the goal scorer, Hoppy. And I said he was long lost. Most people don't know that Kyle Rowe has a twin brother. That's true. Like Kyle Rowe had a twin brother. He did not play for the Gophers. He wasn't part of the middle stat legacy where they just bring them all in. What a guy. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's the fucking score? (laughs) Back to the prediction. I think it's going to be, I mean, Nick, you mentioned the uh, the overtime winner or the Gophers just winning in overtime this year. I do think the Gophers will win it, but they'll win it in overtime. I think it'll be 3-2. Oh, good. That was really close. I think it's going to be a real, real close game. So I, I have to be the uh, you know neutral mediator here. But Bologna one thing I've learned is that I can't have nice things and it can't come easy. I'm going to be stressed as shit for that whole game. And one of these teams will be advancing to Tampa on a 4-3 overtime victory. I don't know who, but it's going to happen. Jeez, Miss Cleo, can you tell me who? For God's sakes. I know you make a bank to say. I can't be neutral if I pick one. Okay, fair. But, I mean, can you can (laughs) a little bit? I I think if it ends – it's one of those things where I think if it ends up being a 4-3 game, like I'm predicting, that's in the Gophers' favor. If you told me that it was a 2-1 overtime victory – I'm terrified, and I'm assuming the box score reads Huskies. Mm-hmm. So, can I throw this out I'm not there? surprised that Maxson picked the Gophers because he's got his Minnesota hat on right now. It says MN on it. So, I mean, he, I mean he's accusing you for that's, that's weak. Thanks, Caleb. But, okay. <laughs> uh, but, but honestly, though, here's the thing. If it goes to overtime, you don't have three on three this time. You don't have Logan Cooley Snugger that can walk all over, you know, any other team that they face, right? It's going to be five on five and it's going to be first to score. If it's low scoring, I actually am with you, Hoppy. If it's low scoring, it's Huskies all the way. If it opens yeah. up, not good. It's not good for St. Cloud. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they've got weapons, sure, but they're far and away from the level of talent that the Gophers have. Um, so, but we'll see, right? You know, stranger things have happened. I know in 2021, when it was Minnesota State versus St. Cloud, uh, we were all thinking, okay, this is going to be a defensive juggernaut. God forbid a goal goes and ends up being a, you know, uh, shall we see a stunner out there in Pittsburgh with multiple lead changes? Uh, wouldn't surprise me this game, uh, you know, saw a little bit of that too. Uh, either way, what a hell of a way to send a Minnesota team off to the Frozen Four. I think we can all, all agree on that. Yeah. And I'm I'm way more invested than ever because if the Gophers go, the first thing I'm doing is buying my flight, my hotel, and my tickets. I am going. There's no you doubt. Should, I don't care what should, it costs. You should buy that ticket before, like I did in the group chat. But that's fine. So, <laughs> well, see, I looked up the flights for the ones that would actually like refund me and give me vouchers, and those were really, really inopportune times for me. Yeah. So the flight that I found is actually still relatively reasonable, but they're not going to refund it. So I'm um, I'm holding out. Yeah. And I just know, too, it, it's less that it's, like, being frugal and, like, planning ahead. It's more for me that the second I buy something and invest in the trip, the Gophers lose. I have condemned sure. them to that. I refuse because, like, again, I will be pulling for the Huskies if they make it. Like, I want them to beat all the other teams that are in that pool of four. But for me to invest that money and time, go out to Tampa, like, it, it I need to be there for my team for it to be worth 100%. it. So, and if they do go? Guess what? We should have a live MNCAA podcast from Patrick's Bar down there in Tampa. Oh, buddy, so I've already. Uh, if you yeah. know, you know. We got the if inside. You know, you know. Uh, Isha and I actually got happy hour uh, a couple days ago with uh, Joe Smith, who uh, yeah, for a while, who just so happens to have spent quite a bit of time in Tampa. Quite a bit, and uh, yep. he already gave us a lowdown on some uh, good spots. And he uh, did say that, uh, not a guarantee, not a promise, but a light tease here, folks. We're going to have some kind of preview the week leading into it. We're going to give you the full tour, the the uh, outsider's guide to how to enjoy Tampa Bay if you're there for hockey. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have that teed up for sure. But, yes, uh, something live down there for sure. There's a lot of people I'm sure that we'll all know that are going to be there, but I'm telling you, I don't care what it costs. If the Gophers win, I will be there. Whether I have to Steven Glansberg the bitch or if I've got people going with me, I don't care. I am doing this. It's it's just the year. Cove, you said it. Like, this is just a different type of year for the team. Like, you've got the mm-hmm. right vibes. Going to Tampa's freaking awesome. That's such a cool rink and such a great atmosphere. Even outside the rink, they, they do such a good job outside of the rink. I wish that... 
the Wild had the, the space to do what Tampa does. And obviously it's a little mm-hmm. bit different in the winter too, but like even when you get into the fall and spring games, like it's just such a cool vibe. Yeah. They call Great organization. There. Great organization too. Mind you, they hosted what, 2018? And essentially the minute the NCAAs left, they were like, can you bid to do it again? And they secured this year, right? And let's not forget St. Paul next year, then in yes. two years at St. Louis, and then three years, it is T-Mobile Arena. In Vegas, Vegas, too. I I'll probably go to that one regardless. I, I guarantee you. Buy my tickets fast. Enough. Guarantee you for Vegas that, you know, Tampa has been a hell of a host. Uh, they're a great organization. Nearly took a job with that organization, you know, just about a year ago. They're fantastic people. They love their hockey, too. Uh, mind you, uh, co-owner Jeff Vinnick may have had a you know piece of the puzzle with the Wild organization back in its uh, early days. So something, you know, a little history there. Uh, but Vegas will definitely want to uh, put its foot uh, in the place of NCAA hockey because uh, if all things are going true too, uh, both through and as well as Hoppy, uh, you could see the formation of a Western Coast hockey conference out there led by Arizona State by the time that that Frozen Four hits the ice in 2026. And you know what that so, means? You know what that means? Alaska's got its conferences. Dang right. Yes. I thought you were going to say that means we get – Beautiful Oregon Ducks jerseys. Well, wow. that's that's just part of the you know. Why not both? Yeah, why not move? Why not both? Why not, why not both? both? Why not us? That's interesting. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man, no, uh, so excited though. And uh, as we wrap this up, I'll, I'll give you guys a second here if there's anything else you want to touch on. But first, have to give everyone the full prep and rundown here for Saturday. If you're not wearing waggle gear, you're a fucking loser. Get your waggleon.com or go out to Letterman's or Shields or anyone that carries their gear. Wear something. It doesn't have to support either team. You're just going to feel so comfortable and everyone at your watch party is going to think that you are just the shit. Um, Betteredge.com, if your bracket is absolutely destroyed, whether by Colgate or by you (laughs) thinking that the Mavericks were going to go to the Frozen Four, whatever, Get to betteredge.com. It's betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com slash sodapod. You get a free $20. Throw it on whatever bet you want. They got college hockey. They got NHL. They got fucking everything. Go have fun, people. Um, But Northland Vodka, this is one that's obviously a little controversial for this matchup. Everyone's going to say, well, no, no, no. If I'm a Gopher fan, I'm not going to support Guess what? Doesn't matter. It's delicious. Whether you need a little pick-me-up, throw it in with an energy drink to get you through the game, or whichever team loses, if you need a little hair of the dog the next day, no better Bloody Mary than Northland Vodka Bloody Mary. Throw in some dill pickle Bloody Mix. It makes it so much fucking better. Oh, my God. Whatever fixings you have, too, tag MNCAA, tag SodaPod, tag myself, State of Hoppy. We'll share the shit out of it because we are very, very intrigued by all the different toppings that people throw into their bloodies. And if you don't go out, first off, just check out at 7th Avenue Pizza on Twitter. They will have all of their deals circulating. They always have some kind of special, whether it's at a grocery store, gas station, convenience, doesn't matter. There is no better frozen pizza in the country, let alone the state of Minnesota than 7th Avenue Pizza. Go out and get some. Serve it to everybody that's watching. You will not, will not regret it. I strongly recommend the 7 a.m. as well, the breakfast pizza. I'm a sucker for those. So good. So goddamn good. But uh, there you go. There is your quadfecta for Saturday. Everyone get out there. Support all of our partners the way that they support us. And enjoy the shit out of this game. It's going to be electric. The only way that I'm going to be bummed out is if either team like bludgeons the other like five to one. This is going to be a really good matchup. If both teams bring it and play the way they can, this is going to be a slugfest and it's going to be well-deserved whoever moves on and gets to represent the great state of Minnesota, the MNCAA out in Tampa Bay. Any closing thoughts, boys? Uh, Drew said it any better myself. Couldn't, right, but I do have just over here um, a box of Kleenex for you, just in case you know things get. To oh, you do? Point. It's off I screen. Do. I can't really. I can't verify. It is off screen, uh, and granted, the walls are white right now with a primer. But I'm priming you for what could be a very sad Saturday um, 
for the gopher system case. So just wanted to let you know I'm thinking about you. This bastard doesn't trust me that I didn't put ice in my whiskey, but we're supposed to just believe him that there's Kleenex. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know. If it's I it's buy a metaphorical that. Kleenex, actually. Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> <laughs> he never had Kleenex in the first place. Damn it. Nope. Not at all. This little but thanks for following violin. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, all right, that's the perfect way to end the episode. I, I guess, no, for those that came here looking for Spoked Z, we did it. It's over. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next week, maybe, if we record. Peace.